Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Straw Hut Media. Here we go. Cheers. Pour yourself a glass of your finest tequila or whatever you drink. From Straw Hut Media, this is Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Mox. Welcome to Tequila Talk, everybody. Welcome to Tequila Talk. The Miami edition. Miami edition. We, um, we were off last week. Some of the, a couple of you I noticed on social media said, whoa, the, <laughs> what the hell? Where's Tequila Talk? It was my birthday. It was Daisy's birthday. We were traveling. It was my birthday weekend, actually. Yeah. So we had this uh, pretty amazing trip planned to come to Miami for a couple of days and visit your family. Yes. And then escape to the Bahamas to this beautiful private island. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of exclusive. Very small. Very small. Intimate. But really, really sexy. My sister has been to it before, and um, they know the people who run the resort there, and they love it very, 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 very much. And I've been dying to go, but it wasn't to be. Well, we. Um, we got up, uh, it was almost a week ago. Yeah. Got up in the morning to head that way. Got to the airport. It's a private airport. Um, not like it's a, a charter. private jet. Yeah, it's, it's a like charter. A charter. Yeah. We, you have to charter like one of those prop planes uh, right. that go to the island. And we waited for about an hour. And then the pilot came in and said, Oh, hi. I'm not going. Yeah. I'm not flying there. So when I said to him, so, okay, so wait, you mean you're, so you're not going, we're not going today. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm not going, I'm, all, I'm weekend. Not going all weekend. The weather's my, horrible. Yeah. My plane can't fly in there. So I was <laughs> very disappointed Yeah, and slightly annoyed. Yeah. Um, but it was what it was. And we, it is what it is. And so your sister, Rosanna. Yes. We were kind of like, you know, you have that, I'm sure you guys have been in that situation where you realize, oh, we're just not going. There's, yeah. We're not getting, we're not going where we want to go. Right. That happens a lot when you're going to like weather places, like where you're going to ski sometimes, you know, a storm will come in or when you're going to the islands, like horrible rain or you're getting on a boat. It happens to everybody. I get it. I get it. I was being a baby. So we said, let's go find some place near the airport to get some lunch, mm-hmm. and then we'll head back to our homes in Miami. Right. And when we got to the restaurant, Rosanna said, okay, I was thinking, <laughs> we're already packed, our bags are in the car, Palm Beach is 90 minutes away. Yeah. Maybe we can find a hotel there and just spend the weekend somewhere and just hang out and yeah. do everything we were gonna do except not in the Bahamas. Right. I mean, the weather was shitty, too. The weather was shitty no matter what. And so that's what we did. And we ended up just kind of salvaging it and making lemonade out of the lemons that we were given. Exactly. That was a brilliant thought because I was ready to just come back home and and just, you know, get back to our normal thing, which the days really would have gotten away from us. And it would have been fine. I would have been with the family and it would have been lovely. 
in shitty weather in yeah. Miami. Um, but you know, I, I wanted to celebrate my birthday yep. all weekend. And we're still celebrating. <laughs> we're still celebrating it a week later. It's okay. So it worked never, out. I had never been to Palm Beach before. Did you for, like it? I did. For the most part, I thought it was pretty cool. It's hard to tell when it's such horrible weather because Palm Beach is just about the sun and the beach and the water yeah. and walking around. I did have this weird thing happen though. We were driving to a restaurant at a beautiful uh, hotel there called The Colony. Mm-hmm. And they have this really, really pretty restaurant where we had dinner. And it was dark on the way to, to, the, to the place. And I felt great. I was in a really good mood. And then all of a sudden, I felt an overwhelming sense of nausea. Like I was going to vomit. What? Yeah. And it's because we passed Mar-a-Lago. Oh. <laughs> but I'm bummed. We did. Although I have to say, Mar-a-Lago is a spectacular, spectacular property. Is it? It's such a beautiful place. It really, really is. I hear, I mean, they, have, I hear they have bed bugs. <laughs> they have a lot worse than that. Yeah. They have worse bugs than that, yeah. honey. Um, but did you end up, you, you had a good time, right? For the most part? I did. I really enjoyed it because I was with you and my sister and my brother-in-law. And we had, we had great, great conversations. conversations. You know, when it's raining and you really are just forced to enjoy each other's company, I really love that. Especially the first night we just stayed at the hotel where we stayed. Yeah. And went into the restaurant. There was hardly anybody in there. Right. And we we uh, pre-gamed at the bar, had a drink at the bar, and then we yeah. sat down in this booth. And we ended up having a two-hour yeah. plus dinner. Yeah. And look, this is your sister and your brother-in-law. And my in-laws, who I've spent a lot of time with. Yeah. And that night and the next night, we got into such interesting, deep conversation. I love that. I love when... Well, you're really good about asking questions. Yeah, I always have dinner dinner uh, dinner questions. You always have great dinner questions that gets everybody thinking and really starts up great conversations. I love... I think everybody should... You know, when everybody's getting together for dinner, you know, especially now that the holidays are coming up, I think it's really great to come up with like, you know, two or three questions. My questions at that first dinner, I remember, Mm -hmm. were... This sort of yin and yang question, which was right. the first question was, what's something that you repeatedly think about that you regret in yeah. your life? And it could be anything. It could be a relationship. It could be a yeah. a thing you did when you were a kid. It could be or a, a thing conversation. You didn't do. Right. Yeah. Even more so, it's something you didn't do. Right. Um, I'm I'm someone who probably regrets more of the things I didn't do than I did. I don't yeah. really regret much at all that I've done. Yeah, I have a couple of minor regrets. Not that I think about all the time, but when I'm asked to think yeah, about... it's something you know, that comes up. Of course, there are a couple of things that come up. I think most people do. And I, you know, I know that the, the, the thing to say is, you know, yeah, but I, I have no regrets. I, everything leads me to this moment. I get it. But maybe. Yeah, if you're going to be honest. <laughs> if you're going to be honest, there are a couple of things that maybe would lead you to better moments. Yeah. You know? And then the Yang question was, what's, what, what do you consider uh, something that you take great pride in? Personally, yeah. I said, not about your kids, right. not about, you know, because of course that's where they went immediately. They went to yeah. the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, I, I take it. great pride in my relationship with my sons. Yeah. Like it's, 
it's probably the thing that I'm the most proud of in my life is right, that I right. have, I feel like my, I have solid, uh, um, regret-free, yeah. loving, open, honest relationships with all three of my sons. Like yeah. I feel like I'm really close to all three of them. There's nothing better. There's nothing I'm more proud of than that. Yeah. And that's an interesting question because, you know, my sister, of course, went right away to the kids and she's also um, a career woman. Mm -hmm. She's She's got a great job. She's a copywriter uh, at an advertising agency. She's a great writer. Uh, my brother-in-law is a wonderful physician. Yeah. You know, and anybody who goes through schooling like that and ends up having uh, a successful practice and and someone who's loved by all his patients like he is, that's definitely something to be proud of. Um, someone like you who's had a career that you have and, you know, you've also had kids and you've been through so much, you know, you have a lot of things to be proud of. And I got, I kind of got stumped on that one. And I didn't want to be victim-y or whiny, but I was like, I really, you know, I there's nothing particular that I am super proud of for myself that I've done. I can't say there's anything that I have done by myself for myself on my own that I can be super proud of. I'm, I'm proud of, of the business. Mm -hmm. I'm proud of the brand, mm -hmm. but that wasn't just me. That's not just me. Of course, you know, there's the vision. There's, you know, I, I take full responsibility for it because it's my name mm -hmm. on the brand. But the truth is that it's a group effort. It's, it's a lot of people employed and a lot of people who helped me make this happen. And it's something that I could not possibly have done by myself. So I don't count that. Yes, that. I'm very proud of the brand, but that's not just me and but mine. I have something that is that's a different category but it it applies to my question and you What's didn't that? i don't think you mentioned it no i didn't because we were, i got stumped yeah um like right up there with what i talked about with my kids mm -hmm. and i think we talked about this on the podcast before mm -hmm. but and i don't know whether it's okay for me to take pride in it but i do anyway i take pride in the fact that at 50 years old i sort of reinvented my life yeah personally oh absolutely i changed so much in my life. Yeah, that's incredible. And not just because I got divorced and and started a relationship with you soon after and that's just a little bit of the change. That you was just really a little changed bit of the change. So many things about your life. Yeah. I moved, I changed yeah. I changed my locate my residence yeah. location. I changed the way I approached things that I had done a certain way right. forever. I changed my business life a little bit. I Sure. I opened myself up to, and I continue to just be open to change. Yeah. And I would say that in your case, you know, especially when I met you, you should be pride, prideful that you created a life for yourself, which you welcomed me into. And now we share. Yeah. We, we sort of merged our two lives. But the life that you had when I met you, and even when we were first dating. Yeah was enviable it was you you lived your life on your own terms yes um you didn't need quote in quotation marks a man to right. provide anything except yeah you know whatever you want a man for oh you know <laughs> <laughs> and i somehow got into the line that line of men and worked my way up to the front oh yeah you did 
So I don't think that you can just sort of dismiss that. It, the fact that yeah. you, you know, at, in your mid 40s had a, an existence mm-hmm. that was so uh, independent and and uh, fun yeah. and exciting. And I, I was having a, a, a nice uh, moment when you met me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason why I met you is because I, I really focused on being single, dating. But it, my life was not about that. It was really about creating a life for myself and enjoying it with my friends and with my family and traveling. And at that point, being semi-retired, you know, meaning... Yes, I'm working hard on the brand, but I am not really uh, under contract to do a TV show where I had a lot more free time. And I really love that I was traveling so much and enjoying my life. And I was open, like you said, open, open to learning and to changes. And yeah, I suppose that that is something to be proud of. But, I, you know, is it really, though? I mean, what if you're not one of the, these people who needs to be so open to change and you're just really comfortable with your life and it, that that's fine. It's, you know, you, you should be proud of the life that you create regardless of what it is. And I think that most people by the time they're in their forties are proud of the life that they have created and the life that they are living, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. or at least that's the way it should be. By the time you're in your forties, you should really be content and, and in, in a comfortable place with your life. Um, in in putting a little bit more thought into that, I think I can say that I'm I'm proud of and and as simple as it seems, I, I'm proud of you know in my mid forties learning about uh, something and completely changing my lifestyle because of what I have learned. Yeah. So I'm talking obviously about changing my lifestyle in in the way I live and the way I I eat, my diet, my lifestyle. So up until my mid 40s, um, you know, I'd always been an animal lover. So I always tried to rescue animals, and I was always involved in in knowing what was what was going on, and I tried to you know, be involved, contributing, uh, donating to organizations like ASPCA who work really hard all around the world to save animals. But at the same time, I was really disconnected with what I was doing in my life that was hurting animals. I think you were more focused, as many, many people are, yeah. in a great way on preser- wildlife preservation and wildlife preservation and also and uh, like dog rescue yeah you know we're like adopt working, don't shop and adopt don't shop be a foster get the animals adopted just right. get them out of the kill shelters all that stuff. So i was really focused on that but i had a real disconnect with another part of life yeah and you know right around that time you and i i don't know why we were both on the same page about yeah. like you know there are these documentaries that i've been meaning to watch mm-hmm. and you were on board with it and you know Many people are usually like, "Oh no, I don't want to see that because they're not ready." Right. Or they don't. They don't well, wanna, I don't want to see something that's going to make gonna me feel, feel guilty, guilty about, about not changing my <laughs> lifestyle. <laughs> and I totally Ignorance understand is it, bliss. right? But I totally understand that because I was like that for many, many, many years. Yeah. You know, the the your mind does this psychological thing where it disconnects from what it needs to, yeah, in order for you to continue doing what you have been taught to do all your life or what you know that you want to continue to do. You have to really make a mental disconnection. So 
I was at that point and I was, I was like that. And you know, if, if maybe two years prior to that, somebody would have said, Hey, let's watch a couple of documentaries on this. I would have said, no, I'm not ready. I, I can't because I knew what that would entail. Mm. So when we kind of brushed the subject and you were down, I was totally down. Well, I, was I was already ready at that. I was already you a were vegetarian. In. Yeah. No, I was a couple of documentaries in. I right. had seen Food Inc. And That's I had right. seen, that was like several years mm-hmm. before I met you. Mm-hmm. And I had seen, oh, sorry, that tequila is so good. Mm. We'll be right back after this short break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I had seen... Um, a lot of clips and I'd read a lot. So I, I was aware. Yeah. I just, it's different when you really take the time to absorb the information, to see it and not turn away. And it made a big impact on me. And I, I've always said that with knowledge comes responsibility, but I never really had to apply it like I did here. Mm-hmm. Like it was pretty, it was pretty extreme for me because I went completely vegetarian from one day to the next you know some people will and then vegan and then vegan um but i i think the important part is to cut out you know animal products that's you know to cut out uh meat yeah and fish which i did immediately some people will say well i'm gonna cut out red meat or i'm that's fine yeah and that's fine or some people will say that's how i started yeah I'm not going to eat any more meat and chicken. I'm just going to eat fish. And that's fine until, you know, you know better and you do better. But for some people, it takes baby steps, which is great. And that's something to be proud of, too. You know, you know things and then you do better. Uh, So I'm really proud of at that age. And I know that a lot, you know, the number one argument that people or, or excuse or reason that people will say is, oh, I'm already, you know, I've been eating like this all my life. I, I wouldn't know how to change. I, you know, I'm in my 40s or I'm in my 50s. And I just, I get it. I totally get it. I was in my 40s. I'd been doing something a certain way my entire life. Mm-hmm. I gathered this information and I changed my life. And I, and, and it's, it's something that I'm proud of. Yeah, you should be. Yeah. I also think that, you know, most of the people I talk to who, if they know, and by the way, the only time you'll hear Daisy or me say, make a point to say we're vegan. Yeah. Is if someone says any food restrictions or any food allergies, you know, we don't walk around going, by the way, I'm vegan. Like most vegans do. Well, listen, I, I love most vegans. Uh, I do not love the vegan police. We've talked about it right. on this podcast before. There are a select few. Uh, who- but let me let me finish my point. So other than the fact that we don't throw that in everybody's face. Um, I forgot the point I was going to make now already. But 
what, it, what started with me was when I was 18, I accidentally went months without having any red meat. And I noticed such a change in my, the way I felt. Because mm-hmm. I grew up on burgers and steaks and barbecue and ribs. Cheese sandwiches. And, right. Um, oh, I know where I'm getting to a point where I was going to, that I was going to make. And so I, I just sort of went a long period of time where I was like, I only ate poultry. And then I saw a documentary where I was like, oh, I, I'm not eating poultry anymore. That's, I, I want out of that. I don't want to contribute to that. I don't want to ingest that. And by the time you met me, I was a pescatarian. So I ate, I pretty much lived on fish. Yeah. What I was going to say is a lot of people, when they know that I'm vegan or we're vegan, will say, oh, I could never give up cheese. Yeah. And I get that that's just an expression that people, of course you could. Of course you could. You don't want to. Yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. That's totally fine. Sure. If you just want to, you know. I'm not happy about giving up cheese, by the way. Absolutely not. I miss really good cheese. Absolutely. And I think that, look, I'm, I've changed everything. I'm more aware. And I say that I'm vegan because I won't buy a piece of furniture if it's leather. Right. Because I will no longer buy a leather jacket. And you won't buy a leather jacket? You won't buy leather but, shoes? But I, I still wear some of the stuff that I have from before. Of course. Which, you know, I've gotten some shit on. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I still, there are some things that I have that I have not given up. Yeah. Some things I definitely have given up. Like there were fur trims on, on coats that yeah. I had that I'm like, I, you know what? I get that I had this from before, but I can't, I, like, I don't feel good wearing it. And that's just, it's a personal thing. Yeah. But if I'm at someone's house, if I'm at a dinner party and someone went out of their way to make a meal and I'm not sure if maybe the bread is completely vegan or I'm not sure if maybe the dressing is completely vegan or if maybe, you know, there's some like crumbles, trace amounts of some cheese in the salad. I'm not going to be that person who is going to be completely anal and be like, oh, I I can't have that. Or, oh, did you cook this in a kitchen where also (laughs) something else? I can't have, it's not, you know, (laughs) it's not a religious thing. It's not, it's a preference. It's something that I choose to do. And the people who are that militant about it, I think that's fine too, as long as there's no... Vegan policing, like shaming other shaming people. Shaming other people, right? I think it's great what what these hardcore vegans do. They've been moved so much by what they've seen and yeah. what they know. They've been moved so much by it that as have we. They can't no disconnect from it, right. you know. And and it's urgent for them to let people know what they're contributing to to it's remind like, them what they're contributing. It's like the other to. night at dinner that at that same first night dinner yeah. in Palm Beach. Your brother-in-law, Bernie, who is like, a, he loves fish the way I used to love fish. Uh-huh. And he said, so you think you, could you ever eat another piece of fish? I, and without even blinking, yeah. I said, yeah. no, 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 absolutely no. not. Yeah, I no, could never. Not. And I, because we, we, we were talking about the fish that we used to like. Yeah, yeah. And the way it was prepared. And I didn't talk, I didn't even discuss it. Like, I can't believe I ate, I, there was none of yeah. that. I was like, oh, that was so delicious. Because yeah. it was delicious. Absolutely. It's just that I got to the point where I can't consume yeah, it anymore. And right. so he said, so you would never eat a piece of... I said, no way. Yeah. You I made the connection now. and you can't unmake it. Right. And I totally, totally get that. Like, you know, I, I 
And people get confused with, oh, you you're, you have a plant-based diet, but you're eating things that resemble meat and that taste like meat. And right. I, I have to remind people, you know, most of us grew up eating uh, traditional foods, meat, chicken, fish. And so the reason why I don't eat that anymore is not because I don't like it. Of course I like it. The flavors are delicious, but there are, there are replacements for all of that right now. And that helps me. Right, but that whole argument by those people, like, towards, if, no, you, but it's if you're legit. eating something tasteless like it, what's yeah. the difference? Well, well, the difference is it's not an animal, you fucking moron. Okay, but for some people it's legit. They don't understand the movement. They don't understand our motivation. They don't get it. So I'm more than happy to explain my point of view on it. Which is, yeah, I love those flavors. I love, you know, burgers and the ground beef and chicken sandwiches and chicken nuggets. And I will crush an impossible burger. A hundred percent. But it tastes to me that fulfills that um, craving that yeah. I would have. There, everything. I can have tacos. I can have enchiladas. Right. I can have so many, all of the flavors. I can make my traditional uh, the Latin meals yeah. that I grew up eating. And the only thing, to circle back to it, the only thing that I feel like I miss, there's nothing I miss except this one thing. When I was a vegetarian, yeah. to have a cheese board. Right, a charcuterie. Yes, with with grapes and quince yeah. paste yeah. and cr- the crackers. Yeah. And, but the... But the artisan cheese. Yes. Yes. Because, yeah, there's some vegan options of that, but it's, you know. It's not the same yet. It's not the same. But it will be. It's not as It's still very new in this movement. You know, a lot has happened in the last five years. A lot, a lot of products have come into the market and have revolutionized the food industry. Including the cheeses. There are some fantastic cheeses. Yeah. Especially like tub cheese. Yes. And, and slices and shredded where you put them into Mexican foods and into tacos. And, and vegan parm is great. Yeah, it's, it's really great. The only cheese that I really have trouble getting my head around is, like you said, a charcuterie board yeah. full of those cheeses. And some of them are really good. Mm-hmm. I, you just They're not easily found in supermarkets. Right. It's more of like an artisanal shop. And um, there are some... When you make a pizza, for example, which is my favorite food, yeah. and you have to just sprinkle the cheese on it, for for me, it's a little bit too much of, like, a pizza is basically that. So, unless you really skimp on the cheese, to me, that's the only place where I really yeah. miss, you know, like, the way you miss that charcuterie board, yeah. or, like, you miss a fish that you used to I love. I don't miss fish anymore. I don't miss, there's nothing else I miss. See, I never liked fish, so that's fine. But, yeah, so that's the I only thing. I can remember that, going, so oh, cheese, that was delicious. Like, a pizza is the only there's thing. There's a difference between going, oh, yeah, that was delicious, but I don't yeah. miss it. Like, I don't ever think, oh, I wish I could have a piece of fish. Yeah. And there know, are times when I go, you know what would taste so good with this wine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, if, if and I'm just saying, if it's around, if somebody has it, if there is a board or if there's a slice of pizza and I take a bite out of it or if I take a little piece of a cheese, I'm not killing myself over it. I'm no. not, I'm not you know, uh, ashamed of it because I think that 
if you can go that route 99 percent yeah and avoid meat chicken fish turkey you know all of the uh, if you can avoid killing an animal to make a meal which you can very easily why wouldn't you and if every now and then if your weakness is cheese and if you're gonna you know take a bite out of a pizza or put you know a a slice in a sandwich or whatever the hell it takes for you it you're making such an impact already even the years and years and years decades yeah where i did not consume red meat right was a step it was a what huge step yeah a huge and i didn't step. look i've always loved animals too but that was not a decision made up uh, made about or, or based on compassion yeah. it was like oh this is like full of cholesterol this is yeah. bad for me i'm not gonna yeah. eat this yeah. ever and i never ever from yeah. the minute i made that decision that was it yeah so i think that this is really um i think it's a good uh segue because tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, and and we're going to chow down on some wheel. not turkey. Yeah, but I, you know, a lot of people ask us on social media and in our life, you know, what well, what do you guys do for Christmas and for Thanksgiving? And it's it it is an important question because I think that tradition is such a huge part of our lives and it's so beautiful like family traditions when people want to continue these family traditions yeah it's so wonderful and of course we all want to participate in it we all do um but i love the fact that we've just altered that tradition a little bit and i think everybody should really think about how you as you get older how can you really personalize this tradition for yourself and for your children and your children will alter it for their families if they have to, but it's kind of nice to be able to personalize the tradition and still enjoy everything that it represents without killing animals. Right. For sure. We just did that really beautiful campaign for the gentle barn. And I did something else for um, farm sanctuary. Yeah. Well, we hugged a Turkey instead of because we, yeah, because we have before we have before we know that turkeys are sweet. We know you can hug them. We know that they, they, they recognize the people they communicate with each other. Um, So our, our Thanksgiving, just so people know, yeah, we're flying back tomorrow and to LA and meeting up with all my sons. Oh yeah, we're doing something very different this year. Yeah, so this year we decided we were gonna have, we were gonna have uh, dinner at our home and then we decided- We're gonna go to a restaurant somewhere. We're gonna go to a really, really beautiful restaurant and all three of the boys uh, and their wife and girlfriends. Yeah. um, And then we're gonna head back to, to the house and watch Dexter. <laughs> we'll be right back after this short break. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I like the non-tradition. Yes, traditions. I've had so much of my life has been about tradition yeah. or the same thing on this day and whatever. Yeah. And I like that you and I. Every now and then we shake holiday, it up. We shake we go, it up. What do you feel like doing? Yeah. There, we don't need to have, the tradition should be like. Whatever you want to do. Winging it. Yeah. yeah. What's important about this holiday is being grateful. Yeah. Being with your family. Yeah. Um, it's always been my favorite. Well, being together. It, it, when I was a kid, Christmas was my favorite. Right. Because of presents. Right. And then when I was in my 20s, I realized Christmas had become, and this is 30 years ago, Christmas had become so much stress mm-hmm. and commercialized to the point where it was, I mean, there were still nice things about it. I loved the lights and the coziness and all yeah. that. I like some of the, the, the feeling of Christmas. I love it. But the I don't holiday like the itself. The commercialized But the Christmas. holiday yeah. itself, where people are just sort of like giving each other, for the most part, sometimes you can give someone a Christmas present sure. that's really important. Yes. And, and memorable. But most of the time it's a fucking sweater. <laughs> or a fucking scarf. Yeah. It's because, oh, I didn't hear I, you were on my list. Yeah. And, like, it's not personal. And, yeah. and with Thanksgiving, it's all about gratitude yeah. and just being, being together. together. I get it. So for 30 something years, yeah. it's been my favorite holiday. You know, and there's so many misconceptions with Thanksgiving, too. People think that it represents something and it doesn't really, you know, like, I think that the original Thanksgiving was modeled like, uh, after a 1621 harvest feast, right? You think about like the colonists and the pilgrim, like, so the pilgrims and the Indians kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, But it turns out that it wasn't until, so that happened in 1621, but it wasn't until like 1789 that George Washington declared Thursday, November 26th, a Thanksgiving holiday, right? Oh, it was George Washington? It was George Washington, right? But it was supposed to be only for that year. And it wasn't connected to like the pilgrim feast only that year, like he right. said, this year. Yes, it's going to be. It was in, instead intended this, this year on this Thursday in November. You're going to give yes. thanks, God damn it! Right. It was intended. It's actually really sweet. It was intended as a public Thanksgiving, where yeah. it would be like a public prayer for America and for you know the country and for people, which is really sweet. <laughs> but then somewhere along the line, the two got mixed up, and Thanksgiving. The Thanksgiving that George Washington declared on November 26th, you know, in 1789, got confused with that harvest feast that allegedly was shared back in 1621 between the pilgrims and the Indians, which had nothing to do with the original Thanksgiving. And people are saying that, no, you know, I was reading up on it and people were like, oh, they didn't share a turkey. They didn't like kill a turkey and cook a turkey. They were doing like venison and some other things. And, you know, right. So that was created. And then there's a whole tradition of, you know, how a president 
uh, forgive pardons, pardons, pardons a turkey, yeah. which I think is so sad all the time. But it, it only started in 1989. I keep thinking it went back to like George Washington. Yeah. It only started in 1989 when President George H.W. Bush <laughs> officially pardoned the first one. And I think it was according to some story where uh, Lincoln's 10... Uh, Ten-year-old son supposedly became really close with the turkey that was given to the family for a holiday fee- feast, and the kid named the turkey Jack, and then begged begged Lincoln, his father, for his for for his father to save the animal and not kill it. And so, of course, Lincoln did. The only problem with that is that it wasn't a Thanksgiving story. That whole plea of the child was really for a Christmas turkey. (laughs) So you can see how all these tales kind of get mixed up and people create these traditions are created and we're all kind of brainwashed to think that, oh, this is exactly what happened and we have to continue it. Yeah, uh, there's so many. It's all myths and it's all stories. You, and it's beautiful, but you know, you can see why you can change it. <laughs> I remember after you know, fifteen or sixteen years of my life having Thanksgiving turkey, we became friendly with an Italian family, and they didn't have turkey. Well, they, I was going to say we did it in Spain. I didn't come they to had this pasta. country. They had, yeah. I didn't come to this country until I was almost nine. I was eight and a half. And we didn't know of it before. So it took us a few years to become accustomed to, it took us a couple of years to be like, oh, this year, this is what everybody's doing. This is what everybody's celebrating. And you just do it because everybody else does. We didn't have Easter, right? Yeah, of course we had Easter. Yeah, that's a Catholic. That's a Catholic tradition. That's more of a religious. Is is Easter in Cuba the same time as Easter? I'm not sure if it's the same time. Yes, because it's based on Jesus rising from his grave. So I think it's around the same time for every country. Colored eggs. That's really all it is. That's all I ever hear about. Oh, I don't ever hear any shit about Jesus rising. No, 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 no. Everyone who is uh, religious, you know, Christian or Catholic, will celebrate Easter as you know Jesus, right? Rising from the dead. Okay. Or is it a hedgehog coming out and seeing its shadow and hedgehog. you have more winter or some shit like that? I don't know. Hedgehog? Whatever. I've already had a tequila. Groundhog. Same shit. <laughs> Hence the movie Groundhog Day. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, All I know, it wasn't called Hedgehog Day. Right. I know. All I know is that we wore really pretty dresses and hats and went to church yep. with my mom. Yep. And that was really sweet. Um, so for our Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. we're going to a restaurant where you and I can stay vegan. Sure. My son Brandon and his wife, who are vegan, will we'll join vegan. us. And anybody else who wants to have something thing, else, they, they have, have options. Yeah. It's there's no nice. turkey at this restaurant. But. Nope. There's no turkey, but there are options. You know, and I think um, I, I think it's important to know that we have had, you know, to, to, to tell people that we have had Thanksgiving at home, where we've had more of a traditional uh, Thanksgiving, and it really our meals look like. Very much like any other, you know, we've had stuffing, we've had mashed potatoes and cornbread and green bean casserole. We've had sweet potato or like macaroni and cheese and And there's corn. even, uh, what, what's the, the uh, tofurkey? Oh, right. There's so many brands yeah. making 
a, a vegan loaf with stuffing, and yeah. it's delicious because then you can make. I know it sounds to you non-vegans like I know. oh, it just sounds disgusting. But it's listen, actually not. It's I really know. good. But when you think of a turkey, isn't it usually dry anyway? Most of the mm-hmm. turkey is really dry and unedible, and I've people don't like it. The majority shitty. of turkey dinners I've had yes. have been shit. Right. So what's what's what we really love about it is the stuffing, the gravy. And there's so many brands. You can go to Trader Joe's. You can go to Whole Foods. You can go. Most regular supermarkets will now carry a vegan loaf, yeah. which you just you know you stick in the oven. You you make your own. You can make your own plant based <laughs> mushroom, onion, gravy. Pour it all over, and it's delicious. You don't have to worry about whether it's dry or not, or yeah. has flavor or not. I'll tell you what you could do for you me. You don't even need it. You can make a pasta with it. You can, can make. I make can I can I make a Thanksgiving request? Okay. Not Thanksgiving Day. Okay. The, the day after. Sure. And it's just you and me. Right. My favorite Thanksgiving dish. Yeah. Forever was sweet, whipped sweet potatoes. Okay. With brown sugar on top. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not really into the marshmallow thing. Right. For that. Yeah. But just a baked sweet potato it's almost like a sweet potato mash yes i know with well, a coating of brown sugar on top you got it we make there's a very easy way to make that plant-based yeah, absolutely super easy butter. so all of these sides that i just mentioned everything from like you know mashed potatoes to corn cornbread um, macaroni and cheese even you can make all that plant-based and it's delicious it yeah. really is like you would never notice the difference also a lot of thanksgiving dinner is vegan Green, Absolutely. Green beans. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Carrots. So, yeah. All the sides are very easy to make um, plant-based because even the green bean casserole, which takes heavy cream, you can replace it. You can make your own plant-based heavy cream or you can use, you know, soy milk and it's it's exactly the same thing. Doesn't change the flavor. The only thing you're changing is the dairy in it. And honestly, it is exactly the same. And, I, and you know, I want to, I'm, I'm getting into all of this because we Wait, just, soy milk. Is that how milk identifies itself in Spanish? Soy milk. <laughs> Hola, soy milk. <laughs> yes, I think so, honey. I think that that is true. Um, but we just did a campaign with the Gentle Barn, and I and I learned a couple of facts, even though I knew it was pretty heavy. I, you know, and I want to share those because I, I think that there are many people that will take that on board and consider it. Sure. You know, in the U.S., an estimated forty-six million turkeys are killed each year just for thanksgiving alone okay 46 million animals just for that one day yeah it's so unnecessary most people don't even eat the shit most people like it tastes like shit it's dry most people just it's you're contributing to something that is keeping this horrible part of this beautiful tradition going just to remind people okay um and in the united states Every year, over 200 million turkeys are slaughtered each year. And that's usually mostly just for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Just for just for holidays. Just for your deli yeah. turkey sandwich. And another fact is that 99% of those turkeys are raised on factory farms in filthy conditions yeah. with hormones, with antibiotics. It's, this whole um, uh, bird situation is not only it's not just that they're killed it's the way they're they live until they're killed yes it's disgusting and 
filthy. Um, like what you're eating for the most part is just disgusting. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you also need to talk about um, that experts have said the next big pandemic is coming from a bird. I mean, we've already yeah. had the bird flu yeah. and that was pretty major. Yeah. Um, but we already know what this pandemic is about. Now imagine if there's another one to come. There will be. There will be, yeah, and they're predicting it's going to be from birds that we eat. Yeah. yeah. Meaning turkeys or chicken yeah. or, you know, some type of, you know. Pheasant. Pheasant, fowl situation. So that's all something that you need to take into consideration. You know, when you're talking about gratitude, remember that you can make choices that save animals instead of killing them. And that Thanksgiving is really an opportunity to reduce animal pain and suffering and, you know, keep your family healthy. In closing, tell me what you're, this year particularly, you're thankful for. Oh, I am thankful that we are healthy and well. Yeah. That we survived this last year and a half. We didn't just survive, we thrived. Yeah, we really made it a point to get close, to get close to our family. We realized how important family was because we missed them all so much. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful for the fact that we came out of this okay and that we are moving on, hopefully. While it's still a problem, we seem to so far have survived and that is something to really, really, really be grateful for. Yeah. To be able to enjoy it with your boys. Um, we didn't in 2020. Right. So... You know, it's, yeah, it's, we're making it, up for it. It's it's an opportunity to be grateful and to also celebrate the fact that we can we are slowly starting to be with together and yeah. in each other's company and for sure with family and those of us who were fortunate enough to survive this horrible situation, which many many have not. Yeah. Um, I I will uh, this Thanksgiving tomorrow. I will think of all the lives that were lost and I will be grateful for surviving it all. That's good. Yeah. Um, all right. So when we next speak, we'll cover our Thanksgiving extravaganza. Oh yeah. We'll tell you what we did and, uh, we'll see what else is in the news and you guys have a great holiday with your families don't talk about politics or do no, if you do don't it's not it's no there's <laughs> if no you point. do record it and send it to us <laughs> and, and if i may take a take a, a hint from me one of the things that's really fun about getting together with family is posing questions that will engage you in conversations with them where you learn something about people yes. you've known your whole life right. that you never knew before. Exactly. Ask them, like, what's something in your life that you really wish you had done that you didn't do? Yeah. What's something that you, what's a dream of yours that if, uh, you, uh, you know, you could just wave a magic wand and it could happen, what would that be? Right. Or like, if you could know the truth about anything in your future. Yeah. What would you want to know about? Or Google, you know, good thought-provoking questions and hit, hit, hit your family with that. Yeah. Don't waste your time with politics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all have those um, uh, 
people who you are kind of concerned with getting into arguments with. And don't let this year be that. We've got too much to be grateful for this year. And so if you're fortunate enough to be in the company of family, those you love and those who maybe you don't love as much, you know, still make it okay and focus on the positive, focus on on being grateful. Um, that's something that I'm taking on board. And I mean, we're just going to be with your boys, so we don't have to worry about any of that. We all really oh, love each blast. other. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. But I know that it's a time when people really struggle to get along with yeah. with those people who don't they don't see eye to eye with, but they're family. And this is a good opportunity to just focus on being grateful. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Tequila Talk with Daisy Fuentes and Richard Marks. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. And while you're at it, check out some of the other great shows available on Straw Hut Media. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.